Not Nursery Life. The Mindful Mondays podcast with your host, Sam Green, on That Nursery Life. Hello, and welcome to episode one of TNL's new Mindful Mondays podcast. With all that's going on in the world at the moment, we hope these weekly episodes will help to start your week with a hopeful, energised frame of mind. This week, to get us started, our theme is remembering why we do what we do. So, let's be honest, being an early years professional just now is, in many ways, a bit shit. All of the pre-existing issues of too little pay and too much work are being compounded by the ever-present risks of COVID-19 exposure. At a time when early years professionals like you are working doubly hard, the lack of recognition of that effort in the public consciousness is especially frustrating. But I promised you a hopeful and energised frame of mind this morning. So let's take a moment to pause and strip away all of those challenges. When we do, it doesn't take long to bring our minds back to the heart of why we do what we do in early years, the child. As important and legitimate as all of those sector anxieties are, Let's make a conscious effort as we start a new week to focus on the joy and privilege of being part of dozens of young lives. When I reflect on my own time as a nursery practitioner, I often find my mind drifting back to one pair of siblings in particular. I'm going to change their names and call them Chantel and Adam. Their story is far from unusual. Born into a family with two parents who each had a range of complex needs and learning disabilities, Chantelle and Adam did not grow up in the sort of caring, nurturing environment all children deserve. I first met them when they joined our nursery at the request of the local children's social care team. Chantelle, who must have been then about two, was, and there really is no other word for it, wild. I remember her as a little ball of energy and unkempt hair, who would ricochet around the nursery from one activity to the next, without being able to engage in anything for more than a few moments. Adam, meanwhile, was in preschool, a solid little boy with two distinct modes. Much of the time he was withdrawn, quiet, and almost sullen in his disengagement. But, often without any obvious trigger, he would transform into an angry, physical child. He also clearly lacked the personal and emotional development to manage his own feelings and behaviour. The nursery in question was my family's business, and along with my dad, I took a particular interest in working with Chantelle and Adam. Over the months and years, our nursery team pulled out all the stops, and ever so gradually, that love and professional diligence began to make changes. Chantelle began to speak, and as she did, a wonderfully affectionate and curious personality emerged. Adam, meanwhile, came to flourish in the calm, caring, structured environment of life in our setting. Whilst his complex behavioural needs were never going to be fixed, the extremes of both withdrawal and anger began to reduce. And more often than not, he was an energetic, willful, but fundamentally excited child. The last time I saw Chantelle and Adam must have been a few years ago now, during a visit to see my family and to drop in on my old setting. I was in the playground of the local primary school and saw Chantelle come out of her class at the end of the day. Just seeing her in her uniform, bubbling out of the building with an armful of artwork and a big grin on her face, really was magical. I have absolutely no doubt that without the time they spent as part of our earlier setting community, that moment would have been utterly impossible. Adam, I learnt later, 
was doing well at another school locally, which specialises in managing complex behavioural needs. On top of the tremendous impact the preschool team had on him personally, their advocacy on his behalf as he approached the transition to full-time schooling was instrumental in his being offered a place at the school he needed. Now, I'm not sharing this anecdote to toot my own horn or to big up my former colleagues, as much as they undoubtedly deserve it. All of us who have spent time working on the front line of early years will have stories like this. Stories of the children who have crossed our paths and for whom, for one reason or another, our presence in their young lives has made a real, lasting difference. As hard as it might feel to get yourself out of the house and off to work at the moment, remember those children and the impact that you had. Remember that the only way we can be there for the next child who really needs us is to show up. I hope that you have a week filled with joy and productive chaos. I hope that the children in your current early years community bring smiles to your face and laughter to your lungs. And though they don't know it yet, know that just by showing up, you're doing much and more for those children who will reap the benefits of your care and education for decades to come. For as long as lockdown lasts, we'll be here with you every Monday morning to start your week with another hopeful, optimistic message. I hope you'll be able to join us. For the latest in early years news, tools, support and best practice, why not go to www.thatnurserylife.com.